Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Cast Park Podcast. Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Outcast Shark Sharks from the South Park Cast. Sharks from the South Park Cast. Podcast Shark Pod Shark Park Park Podcast. Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Podcast Shark of the Podcast Shark. Podcast Shark. Pod. South Park Podcast Shark. South Park and South Park Podcast Shark Fun Podcast Fun Podcast Podcast Shark Shark Fun The South Park Podcast Shark Fun Welcome to Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm your host, Bill. And this week, uh, I've hit the halfway point of Season 6 of South Park. Can't believe I've hit the halfway point of what has really been a really good season of South Park up to this point in time. Now, I I, I should warn everyone, before... Um, I go forward into this week's episode 
that you might you might hear some howling wind. Well, I, I know you guys already hear the phone, but you guys might be hearing a lot of wind because as I'm recording this episode, um, we're having gusts of. So during this review, you might got you got. Let me retry that again. You guys might hear some wind. I know this. Is, like I said, all these episodes are usually pre-recorded. So, um, but the episode this week that I will be talking about, and like I said, this is the halfway point of season six of South Park, is an episode called "Free Hat." Free Hat. Uh, this is a very interesting episode to say the least. Um, for those of you who are brand new listening to this for the very first time, um, I will give a rating at the end of every review, and I do read some reviews from IMDb along with other interesting little factoids and stats. So, uh, let's not wait anymore. Let's get into this week's episode, which is Free Hat. The episode was written by Trey Parker and directed by Tony Nunez. If I pronounced that name wrong, I do apologize. So it's it's a little different that Trey Parker is not directing this episode as well. The episode originally aired on July 10th, 2002. And the episode begins with the boys in the movie theater as they are about to see a movie. But before that, we get our trailers. And the first trailer we get is a re-release of... E.T., the extraterrestrial, that classic 1980s movie. In the re-release of E.T., they have changed the word terrorist to hippie, and you notice that they have changed the guns that the agents have to walkie-talkies. Now, I do do have a story, and it made me think of this story right away when uh, they showed the first bit. Because I do remember when they when E.T. did come back. Because it was a big deal. You know, they had digitally enhanced E.T. They put new stuff in. So, I was in high school at the time they re-released E.T. And my high school math teacher told us this story. I don't remember if I was in algebra or if I was in geometry. So... Uh, anyway, he told us about how he and his wife, who also worked at the school, took their daughter to see E.T. Now, her daughter at, or their daughter at the time was five years old. Was five years old. So they go to see E.T. And this is early in the film. If you've never seen the movie, I'm not really spoiling too much, I don't think. So, um, oh, that's probably them telling me not to tell the story. <laughs> um, but in the beginning of the movie, in the beginning of the movie, there's a part. So, yeah, early in the movie, um, I don't know how early in the movie, it was maybe like five minutes into the movie. And, um, you know, the the spacecraft leaves, 
you know, leaves E.T. there. I never forget this story as long as I live. The teacher tells us, you know, when this happened, our daughter saw him, and she's like, No! E.T.'s mom left him! Oh, she's never gonna come back! Oh, no! Sorry if I broke your earbuds, folks, but I had to do that. Um, so yeah, that that's my E.T. story. Um, I actually have seen the movie. I, I've seen the movie once. It's a really good movie, I'm not gonna lie. So, <laughs> I just wanted to tell that. So, uh, you know, the, the, the boys notice about the change of the word terrorist to hippie, and I like Cartman's lane. He's like, terrorist, hippie, they're both the same thing. So the next trailer that they get is the re-re-release of Saving Private Ryan, which would be very funny considering that movie at the time was, I believe, four years old. And in that movie, uh, the word Nazi has been changed to people with political differences, and they switched the guns with walkie-talkies, which makes no sense. And now... They have, they're now ready for the presentation of their movie, the re-re-re-release of Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, where the name Wookiee has been changed to Furry Person, and the entire cast has been changed to Ewoks, which makes the boys very mad, and they leave the movie theater. So after they are refused a refund... Uh, they talk about how they're, you know, upset about this and how they don't want the directors to change the movies, their movies. Um, so they decide to form a club, and the club is called Save Films from Their Directors. So, Tweak gets a little bit worried because, you know, being in a club is too much pressure. Um, so... You know, they now go, they put up a sign saying, you know, meet at the meet at the gym for this rally about, you know, to save films from their directors. And Carmen's like, no, this doesn't really work. There's something missing. So Carmen goes up to the sign and he writes, free hat. And they're like, free hat? So Carmen explains that if you give people free stuff, more people will come. So then they decide that Tweak is going to make the hats, and he needs to make 50 paper hats. So Tweak starts, and he's on like four or five when he starts to freak out, and his dad comes, gives him a cup of coffee. And what I like with Tweak in this episode is, you know, how he calms himself down. He's like, you're in a nice... You're, not, you're in a nice place, green pastures, full of animals. And there's even this one moment, which is really cool, where it's sort of, not really a flashback, but it's like a in-the-moment kind of thing. And, you know, he he's reflecting, he's getting himself back together, and then Cartman comes in to break it up. So, we go to the next day for, you know this meeting of the club and they're thinking okay there's probably not gonna be that many people there so stan opens the door to see how many people are there there's a lot of people there and 
you know, they're probably, one of them is like, oh, they probably came for the free hat, and then you hear a chant, free hat, free hat, free hat, free hat, and Tweak is starting to freak out, because he didn't make that many, you know, hats to begin with. So they go in, and they talk to the audience, and they apologize about how they didn't make that many hats. And the audience is like, well, wait a minute. We're not here about free hats. We're here to free hat. And they go into, they want to free a guy by the name of Hat McCullough. Um, and we don't know why at the time. And the boys are like, well, we're here to save, you know, films from their directors so they don't get to ruin it. Um, and at first, the audience is like, no, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to go with you. We're, you know, we're just, we're, we're done. We're leaving. And then they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How about you stay with the group and then we can try to free hat. And they're like, all right, yeah, yeah. So... We go to the one of the houses, and Tweet comes in, and he's like, Guys, we just got a call. Uh, they want us to appear on Nightline to talk about the movies. And they're like, Yes, this is exactly what we wanted. So they go on the Nightline, and Ted Koppel. And again, this brought back memories to me. Because, er, I want to say it was like 2000 or 2001. Um, there had been a rumor at the time, and this was long, I don't think, I don't know if people even remember this rumor, but I certainly do. At the time, there were only two late night talk shows at 11.30, Jay Leno's and David Letterman's. And ABC, this was before they had Jimmy Kimmel. So the, so their late night thing was Nightline, which I'll mention, you know, what they do with the boys in a minute. So at the time, ABC was starting to make this push to try to get David Letterman to come from CBS to go to ABC. And it was this huge deal. And the, the one thing I remember the most about this, there was a skit on SNL during that time where all the news people gathered to Ted Koppel and they're like, well, we're rooting for you. Okay, that was my Jimmy Stewart, but I do have a Tom Brokaw. But, you know, like Brokaw, uh, Rather, Peter Jennings, a couple others were there. And then in the skit, David Letterman comes. Not the real David Letterman, but an actor playing David Letterman. And I just remember that guy was so good with his David Letterman impression. It would be years before, you know, like Frank Caliendo did his David Letterman impression. This guy was on the ball. And I just remember that skit being so good. So anyway, uh, Ted Koppel interviews the boys and the first thing he brings up is about freeing Hat. And this is where we find out why Hat is in jail. Pat McCullough is in jail because he is a convicted baby killer. Yep, that's right. He killed babies. And Carmen, who at the moment was the spokesman for the group, decides to change it to Tweak. 
and Tweak freaks out a little. Well, not a little bit, but he freaks out, and he's like, so Ted Koppel's like, so do you support uh, killing babies? Uh, yeah. Why so? Uh, because they're easy? It's like, oh, man. So then they bring up the the whole movie thing and how, you know, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas shouldn't mess up their own movies. It's, you know, it the, the fans remember it. They have memory. You know, they, they attach to it. Well, here comes Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. They're on the set with the boys. And, you know, they get into this conversation of how... They want to update the movie to make it better, you know, make it better than what they had originally made it. And they get into, you know, why would you do this? And then Kyle brings up, it's like you guys would remake, or, you know, would like change Raiders of the Lost Ark. And it hits Steven Spielberg. He's like, ah, what a great idea. We can change Raiders of the Lost Ark. And now that's what's going to happen. So the boys get back to town and they meet with the members of their club and they bring up at first how Steven Spielberg and George Lucas want to change Raiders of the Lost Ark. Then we get into Hat McCullough and they talk about how, you know, the people want to f want him to be free. So they go into how Hat admitted that he killed the babies. He testified that he did it. He killed 23 babies. And they're like, well, Hat is innocent because those babies were going after him. I mean, it was in self-defense. I mean, what would you do if 23 babies came up to attack you? I would have done the same thing. So, now they come up with the, this decision to go to the governor of Colorado and to try to convince the governor to let to let free or to hat to let hat go free even though he admitted that hey i killed these babies so stan kyle carmen and tweak they go to george lucas's house to try to get the negative print of raiders of the lost ark so somehow they get into the skywalker ranch that would have been a good scene to have seen you know to have shown. Um, so they get into his room and they find a cabinet. And there's this cabinet and George Lucas has... Oh, this is so good. Uh, Star Wars. You know, remastered. First day of school. First day of school. Digitally remastered. Camp trip. Camp trip remastered. Wedding day. Wedding day. <laughs> digitally remastered. And then they see the the can with, of Raiders of the Lost Ark. So they go to get it, and George Lucas catches them. And they're like, Aha! You little brats! I found you! So they try to you know, convince George Lucas not to do it, and Lucas is not budging. He says no. And then Carmen's like, Alright, well, we're going to go to Plan B. And Stan's like, oh no, do we have to? So they rip off their clothes and they're wearing island clothing. And Tweak starts playing the music and is like, in the tropical 
boiling where the weather gets warm. Because basically they're trying to melt his cool heart, or they're trying to melt his cold heart with a cool island tune. And they get into this conversation of, oh, no, wouldn't we have to cool his heart, his hot heart, with a cool tropical song? And it goes back and forth. And they end up uh, being taken to another room. George Lucas calls the police. And, you know, they have this conversation about how you don't have to do this. This isn't your film. This is our film. This film belongs to the people. And at first, George is a little bit hesitant about going through with this when Steven Spielberg comes in and he's got a couple of bodyguards. And if you notice, the bodyguards have walkie-talkies for guns, which is pretty good. So, they... Let Tweak go, which is interesting, and they keep the other three as prisoners. But before we go to the next break, and this is another good part, they do a fake commercial for the digitally remastered first episode of South Park. And this is so good. This is such a good part because... They're making fun of, you know, what Lucas had done years earlier when he remastered the Star Wars movies, the original Star Wars movies. And, you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone are on the TV and, you know, they talk about, you know, originally we wanted, uh, you know, these giant lizards to be there at the school bus in the beginning and have giant robots walking behind them, but we didn't have the money then. Now we can do it. So it's really good, and then at the end, it's like, hurry to get this DVD of the 2002 remastered South Park first episode, because we'll probably release another one in 2003. So Tweak comes back to the town, and he talks to the people who want Hat McCullough free, and he talks about how they got the boys captured, and they're going to show the movie. And he talks about how, you know, they tried to get it with you know get them with a cool tropical island song and they're like hey you know what that may not be a bad idea maybe if we get the governor to melt his cold heart with a cool island tropical song maybe they'll release your hat so at this point tweak is up you know poop river and now the next several minutes are sort of like a re reenactment of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now this time Francis Ford Coppola has joined Spielberg and Lucas for the premiere of this movie. And Tweak stops them and he's got this big machine gun. And it's got or a, a missile rocket basically. And he's like let my friends go. Let my friends go or that's going to get blown up. That box is going to get blown up. And Tweak's like, let me have my friends. Except the fat one. You can keep him. Which is pretty good. Poor, poor Carmen. Although Carmen sort of deserves it. So Coppola at first tries to convince Tweak, you know, to to, to put it down. Put the, put the bazooka down. And then Spielberg is like, go ahead. Do it. Go for it. He's trying to convince, you know, he's convincing him. And Tweak wants to do it, but he just can't do it. 
and then more of Spielberg's bodyguards with walkie-talkie machine guns come and they take Tweak. Meanwhile, at the governor's building in Colorado, in the tropical, oh, where the weather gets warm. So they're singing about freeing Had, and the governor just has this look of, oh my god. So now, we go back to the desert, and it's the premiere of Raiders of the Lost Ark, the re-release. And this is just like Raiders of the Lost Ark, for those who've never seen it. This time, Stan, Kyle, Carmen, and Tweak, they're each tied together to two separate poles. And Spielberg is going to show the movie. And Stan's like, don't look! Don't look! It's gonna be bad! It's gonna suck! Just don't look! Um, so they play the movie, and the first scene, Indiana Jones jumps over, you know, this big gap, sort of, you know, where a pitfall would be. And he's being followed by Ewoks. He's getting chased by Ewoks. And the people are upset. Oh, that's terrible. Why would they do that? And then, all of a sudden, they do the famous scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark with the Nazis, you know, um, when they think that, you know, they got the Holy Grail and, you know, like the spirits and the ghosts come and... They, you know, like, everybody's getting killed, and Lucas and Coppola and Spielberg, their heads, they get destroyed or melted, and, you know, they're all dead. And when it's finally over, the boys look, and Cartman likes, man, that new version must have sucked balls. So... We go back to town and there's this big celebration. They got a band and the boys are on stage and there's an audience and they're celebrating. But it's not what you think. They're not celebrating because they prevented the re-release of Raiders of the Lost Ark. They're celebrating because Hat McCullough is a free man! And the guys are like, what? And Hat McCullough comes up and, you know, he says a couple of things, and he wants a baby. And they're like, oh, come on, let's give him a baby. So the guys leave, and Tweak is like, oh, God. And then at the end, they talk about how, you know, movies should never be changed. They should never be touched. The way they're made is how they should be. And Tweak asks Stan, well, what if somebody ever tries to, you know, to alter Raiders of the Lost Ark and Stan's like oh they can't it's in a place where no one will ever find it so we see you know the, all these uh, prints of Raiders of the Lost Ark in a can goes in a box it gets nailed the guy's got it on his card he's taking it and it's going to stay in the Red Cross 9-11 Relief Funds. And that is the end of the episode, Free Hat. Um, this is a good episode. Even though they are at the midway point of season six, this is a good episode. And this is a, this is one of those episodes that, as far as topic-wise, I don't think it's talked about because... There was a time 
where, you know, some of these movies were getting digitally enhanced. Um, I, I, I think if I remember, and I could be wrong, Ted Turner tried to get some of the black and white movies be colorized, and there was a whole big to-do about not having it happen because it would ruin the original. And, you know, thankfully, you know, the, the, with what happened with Star Wars, it didn't lead into all these movies getting digitally enhanced and getting them altered and changed, and it just would have been... Terrible, you know. I think this is a this is a very good episode. Um, this is an episode I would recommend because it's it, it's not gross. The main topic, anyway, which is these movies getting altered because you don't want you know your classic movies, your favorite movies, to be altered. You want the movies to stay the same. I mean, if they like. If they try to make the film better because the actual film hasn't aged and they're restoring it, I'm all for that. They've done that with so many old movies, including the silent movies. That's a thing. That's a big thing that's happening um, in, in the in the movie industry over the last probably two plus decades. Is them trying to find, you know these old silent movies and try to get them to be seen to the public um, because there are movies unfortunately that are you know you either can't find them or the film is so bad that there's no way you can restore them anymore like I know and I'll give you guys an example um, because I, I, I have this life goal it may sound silly it may not. Depends on who you are. I have this life goal of watching every Academy Award winning Best Picture. And and I'm at a pretty good point. And this, like, I didn't realize that I wanted to do this goal until I think I was out of high school and into college. And I had seen a couple in high school. And I'm, I'm at a, I don't remember the exact number I'm at right now. But... There is one movie that it's not a best picture winner, but it was nominated for a best picture. It was like the I think the second Academy Awards. There's a movie called The Patriot, not the Mel Gibson one. It's another one. And it's the only movie that was ever nominated for best picture that can't be found. No one knows what happened to the film of the movie. And it may be lost forever, which is very sad to hear, but it's very true that that movie could be lost. So as far as this episode goes, this is a really good episode, and basically the message that Trey Parker and Matt Stone are going with here is don't touch the movies. Don't alter the scenes to make them digitally better. Just keep them the way they are. Um, which is a very good message because I still have um, the original Star Wars trilogy on VHS. I know, VHS. Oh my god, Bill must be old. No, but it's the original movie, the original three movies, the way they were. I've le I, I still have the set to this day, 20 plus years after. And that probably would be the movies that I would prefer to watch, or the, the original. 
So I'm going to give this a good score. I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. I think the main plot is a very good plot, a very good story. And the side plot's a little weird, but at least it's good to have, you know, the rednecks of the town um, come in and have a story. So, okay, so where did the idea of this episode come from? The concept voiced Trey and Matt's horror at how poorly the new Star Wars movies turned out and their disgust that Lucas and Spielberg kept altering and updating their old movies. After Matt and Trey heard through the grapevine that Spielberg, who was actually considering messing with Raiders of the Lost Ark, had dropped the idea. Um, so in the DVD commentary, the creators say that they think of classic films as art, sort of like I do, and that art shouldn't be changed to be politically correct. Stone comes out as officially over Star Wars. Steven Spielberg wrote the Parker and Stone saying he felt like he had finally arrived now that he's one of the villains of South Park. <coughs> Parker said that if he had anything to do with Spielberg not editing Raiders of the Lost Ark, he was, quote, just as proud of that as wearing a dress to the Academy Awards. Alright, so now it's time to get to IMDB and see what everybody thought about this week's episode. Of almost 1,500 users of IMDB rated this episode, the average rating for this episode is an 8.4 out of 10. To break it down, 379 people gave this a 10, that's 25%. 344 people gave this a 9, that's 23%. 407 people gave this an 8, that's my score, that's 27%. And 32 people gave this a 1. Man, there must have been 32 grumpy people that day when they voted. To break it down into, into the demograph, the demographics, uh, over 1,100 males vote, uh, gave a rating, and the average rating there is an 8.3. Meanwhile, 96 women... Uh, gave a rating to this episode, and the average rating for the women is an 8.4. So again, the women, even though there's not that many, they're do they're giving it much more love than the men do. All right, so time to go into our uh, IMDb reviews from IMDb users. So the first one is from Gangsta Hippie, who wrote. Free Hat brings up the issue of directors altering their films and re-releasing them. It happened to Star Wars, and it happened to E.T. There is also a hilarious fake commercial where Trey Parker and Matt Stone talk about remastering the first episode Cartman gets an anal probe. The boys and Tweet get sick of directors altering their movies, so they start a club to get directors to stop altering their films. They add free hat to their sign so more people will come. However, the people who came want to free a man named Hat, who was convicted, and probably did it, of murdering toddlers. So they try to fight both causes, though they don't really care about the latter one. The boys try to stop Spielberg and Lucas from altering Raiders of the Lost Ark, and there are some really funny homage scenes to that movie, such as when Tweak is hiding with the rocket launcher the movie causing people's skins to melt, and the ending. This is a fairly good episode with some funny scenes. 
Our other review is from Mr. Don Leon, who wrote, Really, this is one of the best South Park episodes ever made, in my eyes. I like South Park. It has something the Simpsons don't have. Balls. It's as if the Simpsons are for a younger generation than the people who watch South Park. South Park dares to do stuff that people in real life do not even dare to think about. I especially like Eric Cartman. He makes me laugh. So back to this episode. Why is it so beeping good? And he actually wrote beeping. Well, because it's true. Filmmakers like Lucas actually do remake their own films and that beeps. And you know what the weird thing is about? Only an animated series has got the balls to say it out loud. The fact that it resembles a lot like Raiders of the Lost Ark is not even boring. It's funny like beep. I would prefer watching this episode 20 times than the new Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Beep, three times. Conclusion, this is a daring but really good episode in the history of episodes ever made. So two positive thoughts on this week's episode, and I happen to agree, this is a very good episode. In, a, in what is becoming a very good season in this sixth season. All right, that's going to do it for the show for this week. Going to do the plugs. You can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97. Don't forget to join the Facebook group. It is Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. And please visit my Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Bill's World of Podcasts, where your donations will help support not only this podcast, but other podcasts that I do as well. Next week, uh, we go from restoring movies to an age-old topic. Boobs. Because next week's episode is Bebe's Boobs Destroy Society. Hope you guys have a good rest of the week, and until next time, I am Bill, and you've been listening to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. <laughs>